Hey everyone, it's time for another page to screen edition of the Yakin County Public Library podcast, where each month we usually discuss a book that's been turned into a movie or a TV series, as well as the reception of each. Christmas is just around the corner, and in fact, we are a mere four days away. And I don't know about you all, but I am just about wore out. I'm running around the stores trying to find the perfect gift for family members and friends, tracking online purchases. <laughs> I've got several packages that are they're supposed to be here Friday. Keeping my fingers crossed. I don't know with this weather that we're supposed to have. Who knows? Um, but buying food and making food for family Christmas parties, all of that has just, it has exhausted me. My family and I have also kind of been making it a month-long affair to visit various different Christmas light displays throughout the state. We've been joking that every new one we go to is another one marked off of our Christmas light bingo card. And we've already got some lined up for next year. So far, we've hit up Tanglewood, Cypress Trails in Elkin, the Chinese Lantern Festival in Cary, North Carolina, as well as McAddenville, also known as Christmastown, USA. And something I learned this year uh, that I never knew, I've been trying to get to McAddenville for several years um, and finally did make it down there this year. But apparently people come from all over the world to see this little town. It's it's pretty neat. It's it's just like driving through a Hallmark movie. And we actually parked and walked through it as well. So I would highly recommend that if you get a chance to go down there. It's worth it. And it's free too. So you can't beat that. Um, and also Daniel Stowe Botanical Garden in Belmont is actually located about 15 minutes from McAddenville. So if you're feeling kind of ambitious, you know, you could do both in one day. It would be rough, but you could probably do it. Um, then we also hit up Winterfest at Carowinds this past weekend and we nearly froze. <laughs> so if you're interested in that for future years, I would definitely go early on in the season, like when it opens in November. Because um, it's, it's kind of hard to ride rides when your face is numb from the cold. So my cousins and I, <laughs> we already have some more light displays in mind for next year. The Elizabethan Gardens in Mantio is one that I had never heard of until this year. Um, couldn't make it down this year, but there's always next year. The Island of Lights Christmas Flotilla down at Carolina Beach sounds really fun too. So we've already got big plans for Christmas 2023. <laughs> but for the rest of this year and this Christmas season, my plans include snuggle, snuggling up on the couch with my fur babies and my heated blanket, reading books, watching Christmas movies while sipping hot chocolate. We have a list of Christmas movies at our house that we have to watch every year or it's just not Christmas. So some of these movies are probably movies that are on your Christmas list as well, but they include classics like Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation, Jingle All the Way, Home Alone 1 and 2, Elf, A Christmas Story, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Mixed Nuts, Die Hard, which many would argue is not a Christmas movie, but it's my husband's favorite Christmas movie, um, so we watch it every year. And various renditions of possibly one of the most well-known and loved Christmas stories of all time, A Christmas Carol, which is where we will also start our list of Christmas books that have been adapted into movies for this podcast episode. A Christmas Carol, in prose, being a ghost story of Christmas, commonly known as A Christmas Carol, is a novella by Charles Dickens, first published in London by Chapman and Hall in 1843 and illustrated by John Leach. So, most people are, but if you're not familiar with the story, A Christmas Carol recounts the tale of Ebenezer Scrooge, an elderly miser who is visited by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley, and the spirits of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. After their visit, Scrooge is transformed into a kinder, gentler man. 
Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol during a period when the British were exploring and reevaluating past Christmas traditions, including carols and newer customs such as cards and Christmas trees. He was influenced by the experiences of his own youth and by the Christmas stories of other authors, including Washington Irving and Douglas Gerald. Dickens had written three Christmas stories prior to the novella and was inspired following a visit to the Field Lane Ragged School, one of several establishments for London's street children. The treatment of the poor and the ability of a selfish man to redeem himself by transforming into a more sympathetic character are the key themes of the story. There is a discussion among academics as to whether this is a fully secular story or if it is a Christian allegory. Published on December 19th, the first edition sold out by Christmas Eve. By the end of 1844, 13 editions had been released. Most critics reviewed the novella favorably. The story was actually illicitly copied in January of 1844, and Dickens took legal action against the publishers, who then went bankrupt, further reducing Dickens' small profits from the publication. I think I read he had to actually pay $700 in like cost, so it ended up costing him money just to protect his work. He went on to write four other Christmas stories in subsequent years. In 1849, he began public readings of the story, which proved so successful he undertook 127 further performances until 1870, the year of his death. A Christmas Carol has never been out of print and has been translated into several languages. The story has been adapted countless times for film, stage, opera, and other media. The tale captured the spirit of the mid-Victorian revival of the Christmas holiday. Dickens had, had acknowledged the influence of the modern Western observance of Christmas and later inspired several aspects of Christmas, including family gatherings, seasonal food and drink, dancing, games, and a festive generosity of spirit. Michael Slater, Dickens' biographer, describes the book as being written at white heat. It was completed in six weeks, the final pages being written in early December. So basically, he finished it up days before he published it. He built much of the work in his head while taking nighttime walks of 15 to 20 miles around London. Dickens' sister-in-law wrote how he wept and laughed and wept again and excited himself in a most extraordinary manner in composition. Slater says that A Christmas Carol was intended to open its readers' hearts towards those struggling to survive on the lower rungs of the economic ladder and to encourage practical benevolence, but also to warn of the terrible danger to society created by the toleration of widespread ignorance and actual want among the poor. This was a reflection on Dickens' own childhood. In 1824, Dickens' father, John, was committed to the Marshall Sea, a debtor's prison in Southwark, London. At the age of 12, Dickens was forced upon his collection of books, leave school, and work at a dirty and rat-infested shoe-blacking factory. The change in circumstances gave him what his biographer, Michael Slater, describes as a deep, and pers deep personal and social outrage, which heavily influenced his writing and outlook. When Dickens published A Christmas Carol in 1843, it fundamentally shifted conceptions about the holiday and inspired people of all social classes with the Christmas spirit. His book was perhaps the most important factor for the ubiquity of the modern Christmas experience, helping to cement now standard practices like indoor Christmas trees, Christmas cards, caroling, and paid Christmas vacation. It's mostly thanks to him that Christmas became a federal American holiday in 1870. It's understandable then that A Christmas Carol has inspired almost countless adaptations with literally hundreds of versions that there's no way I could even list them all. There's so many across theater, radio, television, opera, and even video games.
Cinema alone has delivered approximately 57 adaptations from 1901's Silent Scrooge or Marley's Ghost to the most recent adaptation, Spirited, with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, which I did not actually know about until I was writing this podcast. So I'm going to add that to my list of things to watch before Christmas. So we'll see. I, I love both of those actors, so I'm sure I'll enjoy it. When the novella was published, it was also adapted for the stage almost immediately. Three productions opened on February 5th, 1844, one by Edward Sterling being sanctioned by Dickens and running for more than 40 nights. By the close of February 1844, eight rival A Christmas Carol theatrical productions were playing in London. The story has been adapted for film and television more than any of Dickens's other works. In 1901, it was produced as Scrooge, or Marley's Ghost, a silent black-and-white British film. It was one of the first known adaptations of a Dickens work on film, but it is now largely lost. The story was adapted in 1923 for BBC Radio, and the story has been adapted to other media, including opera, ballet, animation, stage musicals, and a BBC Mime production starring Marcel Marceau. Out of the various film adaptations, there are certain ones that we have to watch every single year at my house because it's my husband's favorite Christmas story. He usually tries to reread it every year right before Christmas. Uh, Right now, he's actually listening to it on Audible. Um, He's listening to it being read by none other than the amazing Tim Curry. So I think it's about four hours long. Um, And I'm going to try to listen to it myself, but I haven't had time yet. So hopefully I'll get to that at some point. But some of our favorite adaptations of A Christmas Carol include Scrooged, which is a 1988 modern retelling starring Bill Murray as a contemporary Scrooge character in New York City. The Muppet Christmas Carol, a 1992 adaptation starring Muppets, don't have to say more, (laughs) as well as Michael Caine in the lead role. Not only does the movie mark the triumphant return of the Muppets after the tragic deaths of creator Jim Henson and puppeteer Richard Hunt, but it is also surprisingly one of the most faithful adaptations of the tale that's ever been made. The other Christmas Carol iteration that we watch every year like clockwork is the 2009 Disney animated feature starring Jim Carrey, who oscillates between Scrooge and the Three Ghosts of Christmas, and Gary Oldman, who switches between Bob Cratchit, Marley, and even Tiny Tim. The movie was created using a then-pioneering animation technique known as performance capture. The style has been divisive for critics and audiences alike, creating a kind of uncanny valley with its almost two real moments but it is used to great effect and well suited for this dickens adaptation it's really funny when you're watching it i never really noticed until recently just how much bob cratchit actually looks like gary oldman so that's pretty neat and some people like that but for some people it's, it's too much so at the time this movie came out my husband was actually working in a retail store where you know on the wall they have all the different kinds of tvs and they'll usually have a movie playing so that people can look at the TV and, you know, kind of see how it's going to look if they buy it. So they, on that, that following Christmas after um, this movie had come out, I guess it came out in like November. So it came out around Christmas of 2009. So then the following year, the store had purchased the movie and they were, you know, playing it all across these TVs all day long. So luckily for my husband, he loved the movie. And he didn't really mind watching it, you know, all the time. (laughs) So it has become a yearly tradition in our house to watch it. Some of the other well-known Christmas Carol adaptations include Mickey's Christmas Carol, a 1983 animated short, 
1970 musical adaptation, Scrooge, starring Albert Finney, who was also in Annie, as uh, I think he played Daddy Warbucks. MGM's 1938 A Christmas Carol, which was actually the first American rendition of Dickens' tale, and finally considered the gold standard, for some, of A Christmas Carol adaptations, was the 1951 Scrooge, starring Alistair Sim, who practically defined what the role of Ebenezer Scrooge would actually require. The 1984 George C. Scott and 1999 Patrick Stewart performances as Scrooge, I think there are also noteworthy. So that was quite a bit of information on just that one <laughs> book to movie set. But I feel like A Christmas Carol is a part of the quintessential Christmas experience, so it deserves a little extra. We have multiple copies of the book A Christmas Carol for checkout at the Atkin County Public Library. And it's actually... Um, public domain at this point. So it is available on projectgutenberg.org, I think is the website. So you can access that for free if you needed to. Um, but we have copies of the book, so you can check them out if you have an NWRL or NC Cardinal Library card, or if you are looking for any of the film adaptations that I mentioned, or, you know, any of the other ones, we can always look and see if we can find them in NC Cardinal, and if so, we can place a hold for them and have them delivered here to the Yakin County Public Library uh, for you. So, on to the next book. <laughs> 